Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where we talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in Season 2, we are excited to be talking to alumni who currently work at the university in a variety of departments. We look forward to hearing about what has changed and developed in their part of campus over the years and what has stayed the same through the test of time. We're your hosts, Christy Fleming, Director of Alumni Relations, and Megan Cohen, Class of 2010. Join us as we hear how the Franciscan spirit lives on in the lives of our alumni on Legends from the Hill. Today, we are honored to have Brian Kissinger on the podcast. Brian graduated in 2004 with a marketing degree and 2005 with his MBA. After doing youth ministry, Brian went on to be the director of student life in Austria for seven years and is now back on campus as the director of presidential relations. We are excited to hear more from Brian. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Christy. It's exciting to finally be here. I say finally because my wife listens to podcasts, and this is the only way I'll get her to listen to me. So I know. I feel like we need to start with a nice shout out to Courtney. That's right. I'm not supposed to name drop. But, but she's a faithful listener, so She's thank my you. only wife, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Brian, can you take us back to um, your beginnings of Franciscan of how did you choose to study here? Where are you from? And just kind of start from the beginning. I am from a mile away from here, <laughs> Wellesley Avenue. Um, I know I'm not supposed to name drop, but that's still a street in town. And my dad was a business professor here. Okay. So when I graduated high school, my parents were like, you can go wherever you want, but we're not giving you a dime if you go anywhere else. <laughs> so it was a pretty difficult discernment process, but no, I, so I was kind of, kind of forced to go to Franciscan, but all my siblings had gone there and loved it. So I was pretty sure I would like it. And yeah. I did. Yeah. Go down the hill to go up the hill. And that's right. There you are. That's right. And did you know what you wanted to do and study and get involved in, or did you kind of just see what happens? So, <laughs> yeah, I started as a drama major, which I now look back and think, man, my parents were very patient and trusting that I would uh, figure out life. So I was a drama major. And I was convinced that I want to do acting after I graduated. And then Whoa. a semester later, I was a business major. So my dad was, was happier at that okay. point. <laughs> That's great. I mean, acting, that seems like a rare niche to go into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think like other people that want to go into acting, I was convinced that I was going to make it. And I had some great professors here and, and some great friends in the program. But it was a, it was a pretty intense first year for me I was like the villain in a Shakespeare play we did first semester and then by second semester I was Jesus and living station wow. so it was like it was it was a lot <laughs> it was a whiplash for me <laughs> that is a lot all right so first year was a lot and then how did you what did you find what was your niche on campus and what were you involved in yeah so I I switched to business but I, I like still wanted to be on stage so I thought well I can volunteer in youth ministry. And so they had this like great kind of opportunity for students where some local youth ministers would train us. You know, we'd kind of go to like a weekly training for how to do youth ministry, how to do relational ministry with teens and then help. And, uh, and yeah, I found like just doing stupid, goofy games or icebreakers. Like for me, that kind of like filled the need to like do something up in front of people. Hmm. 
so I, I studied business. Um, and then I started playing music as well. Um, in the context of like youth ministry events and, but I was like, I'm going to get a real job, a businessy job when I graduate, but I'll do youth ministry for now while I'm in college. And, and then I'll have to, I won't feel as guilty when I make the big bucks when I graduate. <laughs> and then after I graduate, I'm like, okay, I'll do youth ministry full time for one year and then another year. And then I did it for 11 years. So it's just kind of wild how I started out in drama then studied business and then did youth ministry for a long time. Yeah, that's really funny. So you graduated with a business degree. Yeah, so I graduated with a marketing degree and then stayed for my MBA. Oh my gosh. And then, of course, the natural next step was junior high youth ministry. Which is so funny because I feel like, yeah, it's at Franciscan, anybody can go into ministry because you're surrounded by it and you're kind of immersed in it no matter what. So great next step. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was a lot of fun. I mean, I definitely you know, after a few years thought, man, I should have taken more theology classes because it's <laughs> super relevant to my day to day. But I ended up, yeah, going back later and taking some more theology after the fact. Okay. But it was great. I mean, it was great. Uh, I was in Pittsburgh at a parish for a few years. Um, and then in the Diocese of Arlington in Northern Virginia for eight years at a parish. And then the last three years I was doing um, teaching high school theology. Hmm. So okay. it was, yeah, it was fun. So I in felt like Northern Virginia. In Northern Virginia. Okay, nice. Yeah, what so it's great. At Paul the Sixth, it's now Saint Paul the Sixth. Okay. Um, so that's where I met my wife when I was living in Northern Virginia. Um, I was working at a parish in Fairfax, and she was actually a grade school teacher for my niece. So she and I met at a retreat run by Father Dave Pavanka for the young adults in the diocese, and then. Yeah, we lived there for the first three years of marriage. I was still doing youth ministry. She was teaching at first, and then we started having kids. And then after three years there, a job opened up in Austria. So that was phenomenal. You know, the opportunity for me to work for Franciscan, to go back to Gaming. Mm-hmm. She had never gone to Franciscan, um, but she had heard all my friends talk about it every time we got together, and she had no <laughs> idea what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were there for seven years. Oh my gosh, seven years. Okay. So yeah. you grew and raised your family in Austria for seven years. Yeah, it was it was really wild. I mean, yeah, we were just with some of the TOR sisters today. And I always say like the best experience in Austria was that it was like a taste of heaven, that you're living near priests, sisters, single people, married people, and all, all kind of forced to accommodate each other. And like mm-hmm. you're living close enough that you get to know them and figure out yeah how to accommodate them and 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 how to live as community so it really was yeah just this taste of heaven um mm-hmm. and and the setting you know couldn't be cooler and the scenery couldn't be cooler and the students were pretty great mm-hmm. uh, so it was an amazing amazing opportunity um you know work wise i got to travel a lot but i think especially for our marriage and family just to kind of be in that environment and be surrounded by people who are on board with what we believe and what was uh, our priorities as, as Catholics. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. What did you notice was different from like, obviously you studied in Austria and then going back as in that director role of really being that leader. Uh, what did you notice was different about it or kind of your approach or students or yeah. What yeah, did yeah. you see? Well, I didn't see any offices when I was there as a student. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know, like, yeah, people would always ask when I got there, is this different than you remember it? I'm like, well, I didn't, 
really hang out with professors or I, I like I figured if I stay out of trouble, I don't have to go into their offices. <laughs> and I already have friends like that are my age. So I wasn't looking to hang out with grownups when I was there <laughs> as a student. Um, but it really, yeah. And, and some things have changed for students. Like for sure, social media is different. You know, like mm. when we were there as students, we were just happy to make it somewhere, you know, and right. you were kind of like reading a, an actual book to find train timetables. And when you got back, you weren't looking at, you weren't scrolling through someone else's like feed of pictures from mm. Santorini or Cinque Terre. You know, you were just like happy to tell the story of how you made it out alive of wherever you went. So I, I feel like that's like an added kind of this like added source of anxiety for students now. But with that said, it's cool to see every semester, you know, kind of students are having the same profound transformative experiences, like not just getting to know God and each other, but also like just getting resilient, you know, like mm. getting over things and having a weekend go poorly or go totally not according to your plans. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you bounce back and you have an amazing story to tell. I always would tell the students like, no one cares about your weekend that goes fine. You know what I mean? Like right. no one wants to hear on Monday about the train that showed up on time and the food that was good and as advertised. Like right. the exciting, memorable stories are the ones where something goes wrong. Right. So it's fun to see, yeah, to see that experience like keep happening over and over and kind of the growth in the students. Yeah. And what you learn from those things that go wrong and adapting and figuring out how to handle it and deal with it. Yeah, Totally. Totally. Like it was funny. I mean, I think gaming is like a microwave version of things that happen in real life. You know, mm. so if a guy is like, well, you know, I met a girl, but we're just going to take things really slow. Like in gaming time, that means in four and a half days, <laughs> they'll be seriously dating, you know? So like things happen pretty fast, you yeah. know? Um, but just, just a great place. And, and it was cool for my wife, Courtney, who did not go to Franciscan to kind of see up close, like what, what we love about Franciscan and what we loved as students about being in Gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, you know, after seven years there and we started to think about moving back to the States, even though she didn't go to Franciscan, even though she's not from Ohio, she was like, it's Steubenville or bust. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go anywhere else because of the people she met, you know, mm-hmm. the, the religious priests and sisters, the families, the single people working for Franciscan, like just the, the best people on earth. So mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's it's nice to hear that from an outsider because I feel like we we know that about ourselves and we love that. But for her to recognize that and be a part of it and really intertwined, yeah, that's totally. Exciting. Yeah, totally. So and then the kids, like our kids, were so spoiled because I mean, students love kids, and if a student does love doesn't love kids, they have to pretend they do, or they're <laughs> going to be like exiled. So I feel like our kids were spoiled. I don't know if they're like set up that well for life because they kind of still walk around now in the u.s expecting people to like pick them up constantly (laughs) or like care what they think about things um but it was just yeah it was a treat a treat to be there and um and to get to travel a lot and you know every one of our kids was blessed by pope francis which is pretty pretty great wow wow that is yeah that's incredible good experience yeah it was awesome we always say like if we have more kids we're going to separate, you know, between the blessed kids and then the other kids. <laughs> so, but it's like the pre and the post. That's and right. <laughs> but the standards for any f- upcoming kids will be much lower because they haven't been blessed. Oh man. Bummer for those ones. That's all right. <laughs> man. Um, all right. So can you, uh, 
take us back a little bit more to your student life experience. Um, other than your freshman year of doing some plays and all that, what did you get involved in? You said some youth ministry and yeah, what else was kind of your student experience? Sure. I was really involved in um, households. Okay. I was in AMDG and it was, it was great. I think what kind of drew me to the household uh, at the end of my freshman year was in high school, I felt like as a guy, we were just competing with every other guy, you know, like whether you're competing in sports or competing for the attention of a girl or trying to be funnier. Like I just felt like we were there. Every guy was, was a competitor. Um, and then meeting these guys in household, I was like, Whoa, these are, are guys that are competitive. Like for sure. They're not, not perfect. And, and it's not like they don't care how other people around them do, but I felt like really supported and like they were kind of cheering for each other in, in different ways. And, sometimes cheering for each other to do stupid stuff at the cafeteria, but like, <laughs> but I felt like really supported. Mm-hmm. And so that was unique. And, and that was, it was a huge blessing. And, and to see that those friendships and those relationships, especially with the guys in household, weren't just helpful in those three years that I was in, but also whatever the past 17 or 18 years that those are still the guys that I call mm-hmm. uh, with the big life moments, you know, like things are going really well and I can't wait to tell those guys or, or, I'm struggling and and things have been tough. And then the first people I'm asking to pray. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that that was a a huge blessing. And I'd say like, that was kind of my big on campus thing that I was involved in was household Mm -hmm. because between, you know, having a bunch of commitments and then these are the same people hanging out with all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, pranking with them all around campus. Like when friends from other schools would ask, what do you guys do on the weekends? It was always embarrassing because you're like, um, just hang out in our dorm. They're like, what do you do in the dorm? Do you drink? I'm like, not really, but there's mayhem and we get in trouble. Like, you know, so it's always like one of those things that's like funny to describe to an outsider. What right. do you do on campus? And yet I had the time of my life. Right. So. Right. This weekend I was with some students and a male household pranked a female household common room that was on retreat. So I was there when they kind of came back and found the chaos of that. I was like, oh, it's like good memories of the same things are still happening now. It's still those the prank wars and the chaos in the dorms. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I'm always thinking like when friends who aren't here in town I'm like, what are the students like? I'm like, they're still over the top. They're still ridiculous. They're still bad at moderation. Um, <laughs> Steubenville's the same yeah. in some ways, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I always, I'm like, the same people are here. Like, you walk around campus and it's like, oh, I knew you back when we were students. Oh, yeah, you, you're the same person just, yeah, 15, 20 years later. Absolutely. So my first semester in Gomming, there was a guy dating a girl and she was the younger sister of a girl that my friend 15 years earlier had dated. Oh, wow. And he looked and dressed and acted and talked just like my friend. Wow. So you're really like, I've already seen this movie <laughs> and it's not a comedy. Oh, no. I mean, it's not a terrible tragedy, but it doesn't end with them together, but you can't tell them because right. that's like, you know, the butterfly effect. You mess up the future. Right. Um, but it is, yeah, it is funny to see like the the, the plot continues, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can kind of see where where some things are headed, and um, so that's always fun to see that like some things have changed for sure, but some things are the same, and that's the students at Franciscan. Yeah, yeah that's really cool, and I love that you've kind of had that experience of seeing the students in Gomming in that really microcosm, unique place, and then now you're back on campus and see the broader vision and picture, and uh, yeah, what what's happening here too. 
Yeah, right. Because I always say like, if we if you know someone in gomming, like you only know the gomming version of them, mm-hmm. which for guys usually means like worse hair than <laughs> they have in real life, and for girls, I, I don't know. They're all they're they're nice. Um, <laughs> But you do kind of know someone for just this window of time. And for some people, gomming is like the best four months of their life. They like kind of get everything together and they're on top of things. And for other people, they're like normally organized, but they're out of control because they're struggling with adjustments. And uh, so, yeah, it, it really is cool to kind of see the the broader scope of, of what students are really like to come back here and, and to see them in normal life and in ordinary time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So, okay, you and Courtney decided to come back and you got this new role um, in the president's office. Can you tell us about what this role is? And I'm not allowed to actually. Oh, top secret. Seriously. <laughs> no, so I'm the director of presidential relations, which means that I'm mostly doing, working with like a communication within Franciscan. So kind of as a liaison between Father Dave's office or Father Dave and other departments and then also working on some other partnerships of like Franciscan connecting with like-minded groups and individuals. So if that's confusing at all to anyone else, I'm still figuring out You're what I'm learning. doing. <laughs> yeah, still still have so much to learn and so much to figure out. But it's great to be back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great to be here. Father Dave was a spiritual director of mine in college. He married my wife and I. And so, yeah, just thrilled to be at Franciscan under his leadership and it's great to be back home. Like I, I grew up in Steubenville. I love the town. I've always wanted to be back near the Steubenville pizza. And so to have it <laughs> What's available. What's your Steubenville pizza of choice? Uh, it's Gianna Moore's, but I know they're not like open. So that's a shame. Like at all? I, I feel like they, from time to time, are doing delivery or something. Uh, but yeah, but that, that's my that's my <laughs> number one Steubenville pizza. Sad. It is. Man. Yeah. So the president's office, it's quite busy because our president is doing a lot and he has an incredible vision. So yeah, you've got a big job to be able to communicate that vision and kind of piece other things together within that. Would that be true? It's very true. I'm very important here. No, no, no. (laughs) I think, yeah. I mean, I think it's busy for sure. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's exciting. I just enjoy the fact that it's all in English (laughs) because like in Gaming. Yeah, you're fielding calls from parents and students at all hours, which is great. Happy to serve. Um, but when you have to translate things into German and back into English and you don't even know German, right. so at least it's in English here. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot, but it's all it's all your native language, which yeah. is fun. Yeah, that's exciting. So what have you found coming back that you feel like, oh, this is like really a neat thing that we're doing here. And this is an exciting thing that's on the horizon. Yeah, so I think two things um, that I think are pretty exciting. One, just learning about like our outreach efforts. I feel like there's so many departments, so many people working hard, so many great things happening. But just learning that the Catechetical Institute is like supporting and providing resources to more than half the dioceses in the U.S. is pretty amazing Mm -hmm. because I think Franciscan is like well known for big events where people come to us. Um, But the fact that our people, our message, our professors are getting out there to more than half the dioceses in the U.S. is, is mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, so that, that's one thing. The other thing, too, is just in the past couple months, I've gotten to have meetings with all sorts of professors and staff and administrators and just get to know them a little bit. And, yeah, man, we have the best people, mm-hmm. you know, like a- across the board from the theology faculty to 
the guys that work in maintenance and physical plant, like everyone loves Franciscan. Mm -hmm. They love our Catholic identity. Um, and so it's just cool to be at a place where people are all on board and you're not having to convince them, you know, that it's okay that we're going to be Catholic, but they're all like mm -hmm. obsessed with our identity mm -hmm. and, and, and fixated on, on us remaining strong in the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just great to, to be at a place where noon mass is packed, right? you know, and like <laughs> the sacraments are frequented. And, uh, so yeah, so so I guess in that way things are, are are probably the same. But again, being here as a student, like I didn't really come to talk to adults mm -hmm. when I was in college. So now I'm like, oh, getting to see like a little bit of a bigger picture mm -hmm. of the university, and then figuring out how do we do more and more to get the message of the good things God is doing here and the and the great people that are here. How to kind of get more platforms to get this the word out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. When I first started, I was blown away by how the message and the mission of this, it seeped into every single part. Like we had the people that are vacuuming in the hallway, the people that are planting the flowers out front, like everybody knows who we are and what our mission is. Um, and it's, it's cool to see that, that it, they're here because of that. Like yeah. everybody wants to be a part of that specific mission. Yeah. And in Gaming, I think we, I had like a, just, yeah, a great opportunity to ask people to tell their stories like to ask, students, especially because I, I think we know that faculty and staff are moving here, not just for the great weather, or the beautiful <laughs> views. Um, but because like God's done something big in their lives. And, and I think that the same is true of our students, you know, especially a student that might seem like, how did this person end up here? Mm -hmm. Like when you ask them, mm -hmm. you realize there's a wild backstory to how they got here. Mm -hmm. um, which is, is, and I think it's also like kind of one of our gifts that we're not just concerned about telling the truth, but also like telling our story and how we came to know the truth and how we came, came to know Christ. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been, yeah, just fun to, to kind of hear more people's stories and, and figure out how they got here and what God has done to bring them up to this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just the constant growth and development of that, of more people wanting to be involved and, uh, yeah, having their stories be told. That's great. Speaking of more people. Yeah. It's, I'd say that's like one thing that's changed in the town. And, and again, I love Steubenville, proud native son. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed this is different now that there's just a lot of people moving here. Mm -hmm. Like, and not just people coming here to work for Franciscan. Now, I think there there is a recognition that Franciscan is kind of like the hub of, of some of the great Catholic things going on in town. But people coming to work for all either other organizations in the area or because they can work remotely now and they thought, well, mm -hmm. I want to be near Catholics and I can't imagine a better place in Steubenville, but we're running into people all the time that they're like, I'm new here. And we're like, well, we're new here too. We moved here last summer. And they're like, no, I moved here a week ago. Or I, one guy I ran into it, something with my kids. And I said, when did you move here ago? When did you move here? And he's like 36 hours ago. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Holy cow. <laughs> so yeah. So I think wow. that's something that's changed that this has become for whatever reason, um, a more attractive place for people to come. And I think people are also probably more mobile and more mm -hmm. able to transport their lives and their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, so that's cool. Cause I think that kind of like, you know, elevates everything when there, there's more people here and more people that want to get involved. And there's also, mm -hmm. it's cool to see um, kind of more connection between Franciscan and the city itself. Mm -hmm. Like the first Fridays on fourth going there this summer and just seeing friends that I knew from grade school selling things and, 
and hanging out with this in the same block as my friends from Franciscan, you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the, the two worlds are coming together in new ways, which, which is exciting and good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is huge. And yeah, I love that it can hopefully connect everybody and yeah, just be a, a good bridge. So yeah, absolutely. That's great. Very good. Well, Brian, can I uh, take you back to your student life again? And we've got a few hot takes from the Hill uh, to hear about your life as a student. So uh, who was your favorite professor? My dad. Really? Yeah, I got to take my dad for a class my junior year. And yeah, it was just cool. I mean, as a kid, you're like, what do my parents do for work every day? And, (laughs) And so to see it in action, to see him in action and and um, I remember one of my friends being nervous because my friend was in the class as well. And my friend did impressions of every professor okay. and he like could find something to mock in every person. So you're like, oh gosh, what's he going to say about my dad? You know, <laughs> but even he liked my dad. So I'm like, oh, my dad's cool enough for, for this guy to, to think is fun. So no, but it was just neat as a kid, yeah. you know, as a 19 year old, 20 year old, whatever, to see your dad in action yeah. and to be proud. Was he hard? Uh, he wasn't too bad. He got cancer halfway through the semester. Okay. <laughs> so that whenever people are always like, how'd it go? I'm like, you got cancer, but it wasn't my <laughs> fault, you know? So I felt like I, I mean, he was, he was also very objective and he wouldn't, um, yeah, it wasn't like he was going to, you know, there weren't many essays, so okay. it wasn't like right. affecting grades based on my last name, but he did. I remember the first day of class, he was doing a roll call and he's like, if I mispronounce your name, I'm really sorry. And he got to my last name and I was like, it's actually Kaisinger, and he's like shut up and just moved on, <laughs> moved on to the next student so. nice yeah yeah that's great and what was your favorite class my favorite class was human embryology Ooh. so everyone took christian marriage in austria um because we had to because mm-hmm. it, would, it would look bad to potential future spouses if you didn't and then the natural sequel to christian <laughs> marriage is human embryology and it was like in Puglisi, you know, which is oh, the yeah. one room that can seat more than 50 people. And it was just amazing. Like, I remember there were a couple classes that we left and we were like in awe of what mm-hmm. we had learned, like just how crazy it is, how God creates life and sustains life and, mm. and just how detailed our, our lives are mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the wonder that goes into, you know, especially like the growth of an embryo and the birth of a baby. So yeah, it was a pretty profound class. Yeah, that's incredible. I hope there's still like a waiting list for that class because I remember it being really difficult to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It, it was, you know, it was a great class and a memorable, memorable professor. Very good. And what was your favorite place to study, assuming that you studied? I was going to say, I was, <laughs> I was a business major. So next question, please. <laughs> no, the State Line Diner, which is still open. But anyways, it's like once it's it's on the the state line between West Virginia and Pennsylvania. And it was pretty cool. They had a waitress named Fred. Okay. Um, she was a woman and her name was Fred, um, but it was great. And I remember one, yeah. So studying there frequently in one year for Lent, I gave up eggs for Lent. And so right after the resurrection party, I booked it to state line and got 13 eggs no. to live it up. Seven <laughs> scrambled, six fried. Oh my God. It's pretty, pretty exciting. Wow. Okay. I got to check it out. Is it still open? I don't know that I'd recommend it. Like, oh. I, don't, I don't think adult me would enjoy it. But 19-year-old me was like, hey, you're open and it's after midnight. Go. So we're going there. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, favorite campus activity as a student? We had truck baptisms one year. 
So one of the guys in AMDG had just come into the church and they sang this song when he was baptized, you have put on Christ in him. You have been baptized. I can't say the next word comes cause it's Lent. Um, <laughs> but you know what it is. I got it. So anyways, they would say that when he came into the church. So a week later we had someone else's truck put a tarp in the bed, oh. filled it up with water, drove around campus and started finding guys. And just six of us would get out of the truck, dunk him in the back no. of the truck and sing that song. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're an Easter people. So if anyone was offended, we're like, do you not believe? Yeah. Now so, is the season. Come on. Tis the season, right? <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was a fun activity. And then um, my friends and I started the Mel Gibson's daughter rumor. Okay. Can you, can you tell us this? I would love to set the record straight. Please tell us this story. I would love to. Um, so it was the fall before the Passion of the Christ came out. A friend of mine um, was really a big Mel Gibson fan. So we decided that we would tell this friend, hey, I heard Mel Gibson's going to come to campus. And so he was like, well, why would he come to campus? And I'm like, well, because his daughter went to a youth conference and she loved it. And so he's going to come. And we told him in like October or November and the passion was coming out like Lent of okay. the next year. So, and this is based on absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, except it's one of those Catholic rumors that people wanted to be true. Right. Right. You know, you're like, well, people do come to youth conferences. Mel Gibson has an exciting Catholic movie coming out. Of course he would want to come here. Yeah. He's having a conversion. Of he's having sort. a conversion. <laughs> he's having, I mean, and you know, we're all like one celebrity away from, or every celebrity is one big conversion away from coming to Franciscan. Exactly. So we believe. <laughs> so I told a freshman girl, I think it was like a junior at the time. I told a freshman girl, I said, Hey, Mel Gibson's daughter is coming or Mel Gibson's coming. Cause his daughter wants to check out the school, but everyone's denying it because they're trying to keep it hush hush. But I'm only telling you this because I trust you. <laughs> and this is like November at this point. Okay. And, and the reason I like started it in advance because I, I was like, I think she's coming in the spring. So I thought I'll give myself time to build this up. And then I saw that girl a couple of days later talking to her friends. And she said, she was saying, oh, he's coming in two weeks. And I was like, no, that's not enough time. So I was like, no, no, no. He's coming in like April. And another girl looks at me and says, you don't even know what you're talking about. And I was like, this <laughs> is out of my hands at this point. <laughs> so it was pretty wild. I mean, there were like people writing in shock on the sidewalks no. and roads, like welcoming him, thanking him for his work. Cause this is like, <laughs> I mean, this was peak Mel Gibson equals Catholic. It was right, right before the passion. It was also before some of the, like the legal problems that right. happened later on. Um, so students were excited. One day, a bunch of people skipped business classes cause there was a rumor that he'd be at noon mass. No. So then professors were calling admissions complaining and admissions was denying knowledge of it, which is like exactly what they would say when he comes. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it was pretty fun. Well, then Franciscan soon after that, like bought one of the former hotels, like on university mm -hmm. Boulevard. And there was a rumor in town that Mel Gibson had funded it. Oh. And then Mel Gibson did have, you know, kind of the, a bender of sorts and, and then people in town were saying they saw him at one of the bars in town. So, wow. it was, yeah, it was so pretty, you started the beginning. I started the beginning, but then it just snowballed mm -hmm. and it ran. The people took it from there. The people, <laughs> yeah. So that's probably my biggest contribution to Franciscan—a lie. 
a lie that still is like heard because I feel like yeah. recently somebody brought that up to me. Was I talking to you about this or? Oh yeah, maybe. There was some, I forget if it was a phone call or somebody recently like brought that up and we're like, that was many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. I had friends and this, cause it, it like kind of spread on campus and then like a year or two later spread in town and friends that I went to <laughs> high school with that did not go to Franciscan had like called me and said, Hey, we heard that you're friends with Mel Gibson's daughter. Oh, you think like we could meet her? It's like, guys, it's not real. It's she's not. not. And I'm like, I, I made it up. And they're like, yeah, okay. But can we meet her? I'm like, no, none of this is real. Like this is all <laughs> made up. But I think it's again, one of those like ex- at the time, an exciting Catholic thing that mm-hmm. you just wanted it to be real. So of course it was real. Right. Right. Does he even have a daughter? I think he has a couple. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that part is semi true. Yeah, there is a Mel Gibson. <laughs> And he does have at least one daughter. Okay. But they never did come to Steubenville. That we know of. That we know of. That we know of. Admissions <laughs> is still denying yeah. it to this day. It will all be denied forever. It's all, yeah. So it probably <laughs> happened. Okay. Well, you have contributed contributed so much to this campus, including that. So thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Um, finally, after living worldwide, have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Never. So before I moved to Austria, I was at the Sea of Galilee, which one does. Of course. I was there, um, on a pilgrimage. I would just gotten engaged at the time and, uh, my fiance now wife was not there with me. Uh, but anyways, we're at the Sea of Galilee and I run into, the former director of student life. So the guy who was at the time, the director of student life in Gomming, he had oh, brought wow. students to the Holy land. And then it like the light bulb went off in my head. I was like, I want to work for Franciscan. We were living in Virginia. Courtney loved the idea of Franciscan, but wasn't re- really like loving the town yet. Yeah. So I was like, here's the compromise. There's eventually going to be a job in Austria where I could work for Franciscan. You could live somewhere really beautiful. What do you say? And then she was like, oh, that could be cool. And then whatever, three years later, the position was open. No way. Um, so yeah, so running into him, the Sea of Galilee was... Yeah, planted that seed. Planted the seed. That's incredible. Yeah, 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 it was pretty cool. Wow, love it. Very good. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us and setting the record straight uh, for some of those stories. My pleasure. The truth about the lie. <laughs> the truth you about You heard it the here lie. first. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you for everything that you've done for the university and that you continue to do. And we're excited to see where where things go. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks for all you're doing. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Legends from the Hill. If you liked this conversation, please share it with an alumni you think would also enjoy it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Franciscan Alumni to stay up to date on events in your area and news on campus. Do you know an alumni who has a story to tell? We want to hear legends from throughout our 75-year history. Email us suggestions for the podcast at alumni at franciscan.edu. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Legends from the Hill.